Storylines galore today when it comes to recruiting. Taylor Tatum may be unlikely to take that Michigan visit. Kevin Sperry coming to play for the Carl Albert Titans. Williams Winery might be unofficially visiting where this weekend? There's a ton of storylines with OU football recruiting, but let's start with what's going to happen in four hours. That is the commitment of four-star backer James Nesta announcing tonight, six foot four, two hundred five, out of Cornelius, North Carolina. Feels OU. like amidst all of the noise and chaos today, we've barely talked about the fact that Oklahoma, in all likelihood, is getting commit number seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at all the the predictions rolling in, I think he was fonged what last night to to OU. It's OU. It's Miami. It's North Carolina. And dude, the smoke four hours before decision date. And yes, we've seen some surprising decisions before, but. Anyone with a uh, anyone with a prediction in has uh, has James Nesta to OU, so and, that seems like the heavy favorite. And if James Nesta is indeed a sooner, by the way, uh, James Nesta is working out today for my Los Angeles Dodgers. Really, so this feels like huh. feels like p- pretty much feels like a win win at this point. Is if he, he makes it to college, he'll be the eighth eighth uh, <laughs> inning setup man coming out of the pen, or what? Is that what he's working out as? I don't know, but anyway, as we sit here, just hours away from Nesta's decision. If this one indeed goes in favor of Oklahoma, and we have every reason to believe that that will be the case, you tip your your cap to Skip Johnson, man, because from everything I've been told, yeah, Oklahoma made a pretty strong pitch on the football side, but what really brought it home for Nesta and his family was Skip Johnson and the baseball boys and everything that they sold Nesta on this weekend. A lot of photos of uh, Skip Johnson on social media today by OU fans. (laughs) Everyone seemingly has a pretty good feel about uh, the way that this one's going to go. And so a lot of people have been tweeting out Skip Johnson photos saying, yep, Skip was a big reason why the OU baseball program could be getting a hard-throwing right-hander and the football team could be getting a really good four-star backer. So that's the question. It's like the... um, it's like the new tradition on the KREF Twitter account. I'll like to tw- I'll tweet out to guys who can recruit and put a photo of the position coach who really made it happen. What do I need to do tonight? Should it be Skip Johnson and Chavis, Skip Johnson and Roof, it's- combination of the three? Like, what is what does the tweet need to look like? It should be you know those apps where you can like pair with another person and figure like what your kid would look like. <laughs> Do one of those with Ted Roof and Skip Johnson. Oh wow, wouldn't that wouldn't that be amazing if I could <laughs> figure out how to do that? Ted Roof and Skip Johnson is probably going to be the duo tonight if uh, if Nesta chooses OU at six p.m. Now, okay, you just said it. Working out with the LA Dodgers today. I mean, th- this kid is a serious baseball talent. Really good pitcher. Throws really hard. Is there a concern that this kid goes straight to the minors? He goes straight and signs with a big league team out of high school instead of comes to OU to play football and baseball. Like, is that any sort of a worry whatsoever with this commit? Right now, no. And granted, you know, especially when it comes to high school baseball prospects, there can be a pretty sizable leap. Heck, I saw this when I was playing high school ball. Um, there can be a pretty sizable leap from junior year to senior year in terms of a guy's capability to throw the ball hard, record outs. There's a lot of development that can happen for a pitcher between junior year and senior year. Like, for instance, when I was in high school, I had a teammate who was just another guy on the staff. He was a jag. As a, yeah, well, yeah, he was a jag amongst the pitching staff as a junior. Come senior year, 
he was touching 90 miles an hour from the left side, Ooh. had like a 0.83 ERA that spring, Man. and ended up going to play scholarship ball So you softball pitching numbers right there. Yeah, so there's a lot that can happen between a guy's junior and senior year when it comes to development on the diamond and especially on the mound. But as things stand right now, I don't know that James Nesta is good enough to the point where he's going to command that type of MLB contract that it'll be worth his while to go slog his way through the minor league system for three or four years right away instead of just going to get a free education and playing two sports at the Power Five level. Yeah, and I guess the question off that is, and look, if he comes here and he's a great pitcher for three years um, and he's like at the front end of your weekend rotation, then yeah, absolutely. Come on down, James Nesta. I guess just like the true football fans would question, is his is his future, his professional future in baseball – and how much will that impact his football career at OU? Is he going to be able to balance both? Will baseball be more of a priority? I mean, he is a four-star composite backer. Like, this isn't a two- or a three-star, like, kind of mid-level take. Like, this is a guy that's a top 375 player in the country. Like, he's a good player, but is baseball the future, and does that end up being the priority? By well, the time it's all said and done. I think between Nesta and Taylor Tatum, and we'll get to him a little bit more down the road on this program, but Nesta and Taylor Tatum are in similar shoes in that I would say both have a higher ceiling in baseball. If you're talking about where their professional careers could be found, it's more likely that those guys would play professionally on the diamond than on the gridiron. But that said... They're also good enough football. Like, we're not talking about Cade Horton here, right? We're not talking about a guy that's a really good baseball player and, you know, he's sure good enough in football to be able to warrant a roster spot. No, these are two guys whose athletic scholarship at Oklahoma would be on the football team. Two four-stars and is what so, we're talking about here. And so, if your scholarship is on the football team, the football program has control over you, in essence. Like, if there's any overlap between – workouts and off-season training and all that stuff, the football program can say, nope, we want you with us, as opposed to with baseball. So, at, at a certain point, football would have to become the priority for either James Nesta or Taylor Tatum, or they just have to quit football altogether. Yeah. Now, it's way too far. We're, we're very much putting the cart before the horse oh, and we're yeah, trying yeah, to project yeah. what happens in that instance. Sure. But, it's just he's, he's you know working out for the Dodgers today, so it just kind of the realization like, yeah, he's really good at baseball, and what might that look like in the end? But, hey, Kyler Murray, I'm not comparing him to Kyler Murray, either of the two to Kyler Murray, but we were all pretty sure Kyler Murray was going to go play baseball at one point, and then, uh-huh. you know, football kind of happened there. Yeah, exactly. So. But, yeah, you're right. The, the, the thing to note here, four-star backer, six foot four, two 205. Yes, things can happen on decision day, but, guys, I it really feels like OU is going to be the selection tonight at 6 p.m. That's, that's what it's really starting to feel like. So uh, we've been waiting on the next edition for the 2024 class. And for my money, I think it's going to happen in T-minus four hours with four-star backer James Nesta out of Cornelius, North Carolina. Get That's him over Mac Brown in Miami. One listener on the text line has astutely pointed out that is twice as many stars as Teddy Lehman <laughs> That's had. true. It would be twice the player, you know. Two-time Buckus Award winner on deck. Gunny says, skip and BV because Nesta wants to learn from the best. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's Gunny's line. He loves that. Uh, 405, does Nesta have the frame to hold more weight for football? What did I say? He's six foot four, two hundred five. At least that's what he was listed at. Uh, he's got the frame 
to hold more weight, certainly. I mean, you look at him, he's honestly built more like a baseball player than a football player. Um, and built like if – you, if you met that kid, if you met him in real life, it'd be easier to believe that he's a stud pitcher than he is a stud linebacker. So as of right now, yeah, he's built a little bit more like a baseball player than a football player, but you evaluate the frame. Yeah, he's definitely the type of guy that can pack on 20, 25 more pounds or even more and be a force at linebacker. Uh, I did run the numbers earlier, and I don't know if a commit has happened in the past 30 minutes or so to screw all this up. OU's currently number 47 in the 24-7 composite rankings. They'll jump up to number 41. If they get James Nestor. Nice. So, there you go. 41. Upward Rate mobility. 41. Hey, yeah, you know what? Just finally adding a piece to this class, okay? Um, which, does this oh, does this put Skip Johnson in the lead for KREF Recruiter of the Month if James Nesta commits to OU tonight? Is it Ted Roof and Skip Johnson battle for, the, for KREF Recruiter of the Month in the month of June? I mean, we're getting pretty close here. DeMarco Murray could have a case DeMarco by the Murray end of the month. DeMarco Murray could absolutely have a case if Taylor Tatum makes an announcement in the next 10 days. Yeah, so, man, it'll be a dogfight here down the stretch. It really will be. But, uh, yeah, if you get if you get Nesta and Tatum here before the end of the month, you got to give it to Skip Johnson, I would say. Yeah, well. That's the common denominator. The, the vibes coming out of the weekend were already good with Taylor Tatum and OU. And then has he made it official that he is unlikely to take that Michigan visit? Has he made it official that he's not going to take that Michigan visit, or is it just unlikely? Now, regardless, like if he's a little hesitant on taking that Michigan visit, the vibes were strong coming out of the weekend. Like the signs are pointing towards this could happen. This could happen quickly for OU. I don't believe he will take that Michigan visit. Well, like, there's there's really no reason to, to believe he would take that Michigan visit. Michigan's got two backs committed. Tatum favors Oklahoma and USC, and most everybody can see that at this point. And so Michigan has been fading in that recruitment for quite a while, and it feels like they officially dropped out of contention once Tatum took that OU official. Again, a lot of the, a lot of the signs point to Oklahoma here. I'm, I'm just wary of the counterpunch from USC. Sure. Because, you know, like, if you're Lincoln Riley. A lot, lot of uh, $100 bills in that counterpunch, is well, that what you're saying? If you're, of, of dollars. if you're Lincoln Riley, for your own sanity, what's the one school you don't want to lose a recruit to? <laughs> well, offensive player as well, too, right? Exactly. Skill position player. Exactly. But what's the one school you don't want to lose a recruit to? It's the school that you ditched overnight for your new employer. So, I promise you, regardless of whether Taylor, Taylor Tatum ends up a sooner or not, Mule Shoe is not going to go down without a fight. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was looking at perfect game on Taylor Tatum today. Outfield, second base, third baseman. So he's kind of – can kind of do it all. Uh, as you would imagine, as a four-star running back, a very, very good athlete, um, very athletic, and he can hit very well too and, and runs really well. He, he, uh, he fits into the chaos that OU baseball uh, has been all about for the past couple of years with Reggie Willits. Five eight zero. if Tatum commits to OU – which of the other two running backs is left out? Uh, does one of them have to be left out? I, I'll say this. Are you, talk, if, are you talking about Xavier Robinson being one? Are, are you basically asking if Tatum's in the class, do they still take Xavier Robinson? Is that what the question is, I, I'm like, guessing? I, based on the timelines, if Tatum commits to Oklahoma imminently, like if that happens and happens soon, I will be a little less confident in Caden Durham. 
But I would also say, if you're the University of Oklahoma and you have the chance to land a threefold running back class of Taylor Tatum, Caden Durham, and Xavier Robinson, okay, you can't turn away Xavier Robinson. They're not because going that's to. an instant well, kid, and they're not going to. So. And how do you say no to Taylor Tatum or Caden Durham? Either one of those guys. How do you tell either one of those guys thanks but no thanks? Yeah, um, it could be a tricky situation. I mean, you you have two true freshmen this year. You had two true freshmen. I mean, you really kind of loaded at the running back position right now. So, you know, in some years, Parker, you could just say, well, that's fine. Like, we'll just take three of those guys. You know, maybe we had the numbers to do so. Kind of difficult when you have four running backs in the past two classes. So, we'll uh, we'll see how they manage that. Gunny, I did not see the balk on ORU. Uh, I'm halfway paying attention to what's going on in Omaha. The only thing I saw is TCU just got a base hit. They're up 2-0 on ORU in the bottom of the fourth inning. So, interesting stuff there. 405-651-3439. Like I said, a lot of recruiting content to get to. Kevin Sperry to Coral Albert How about is that? a huge story. A huge story. And Carl Albert's going to be loaded next year, really for the next two years. But what does it mean for the recruitment of Kevin Spear? I think it's obvious, but there's some other details in that was as well. Williams Winery is taking an unofficial this weekend. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked to the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. What up, Ref Army? We see you listening nationwide once again today. Tacoma, Washington is tuned in. Vermilion, South Dakota. I feel like that's the first one. Sylvania, Georgia, Lakeland, Florida, Amarillo, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, Costa Mesa, California, Comanche, Oklahoma is our small Oklahoma town of the day. KREF at Map brought to you by KN Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street, much more than furniture consignment. KN is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabric. So, you probably heard the big news yesterday. Kevin Sperry heading to Carl Albert to play for the Titans his junior and senior year. How quickly is it going to happen? Well, Xavier Robinson, OU target, who we just talked about last segment, about 15 minutes ago, tweeted out a photo of Carl Albert's practice. Uh, Kevin Sperry's already there. He's already there wearing an OU shirt. Uh, he's there at uh, practice with Carl Albert. Not it's like not a it's not an official Carl Albert, like, practice or anything like that, um, at least like OSSA-sanctioned event. But he's out there. He's been practicing. So, yeah, man, this all happened very quickly. And Kevin Sperry is going to be playing just up the street here for the last two seasons. It's crazy, man. You want to talk about locked into the University of Oklahoma. Well, and, and I made <laughs> and that joke. we've been saying it, but, like. I made that joke yesterday as Brent is like, know what commitment means. Know what commitment means if you commit. Well, Kevin Sperry took it to another level. Like, he was so committed that he just thought he'd move about uh, 25 minutes away, 20, 25 minutes away. That's commitment. That's what commitment looks like. Also, Carl Albert is your 5A state champion in the state of Oklahoma this fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Tell me who that team loses to. Uh, I... I, I don't know, man. Um, I feel good. I for, can't name anyone. It may be a twenty-one and a half point favorite in the state championship. Game. I feel great for Kevin Sperry for no other reason than the fact that he's actually going to be able to play behind an offensive line, because he was on the ground a lot last fall at Rock Hill. He did not have much help. He's got a lot more of it at Carl Albert. This is going to thrive. It's got to be the biggest story in Oklahoma high school football this year, right? Um, not just an OU commit, 
transferring in-state to play for a program like Carl Albert, but Parker, he's probably, I don't think probably because he's already a four-star, he will be one of the highest-ranked quarterbacks to come out of the state in how long, man? I, I mean, they're, they're, like David Cornwell went to Alabama from Norman North after going to Jones. Uh, there, there's been some other, like Casey Thompson was a highly-ranked quarterback, but Kevin Sperry might be a five-star by the time it's all said and done. Like, in terms of star rating, Kevin Sperry's going to be the one of the highest-ranked quarterbacks in the state that we've seen the past decade. I'm trying to think offhand how many uh, – well, and not only – not only does this conversation have merit when you're talking about like the best quarterbacks that the state of Oklahoma has had in recent memory, who would you say is the most impactful Oklahoma implant at the high school level in recent memory? Who transferred into the state of Oklahoma and made the kind of impact that Kevin Sperry is undeniably going to make at Carl Albert? Uh, so someone that transferred out of state into the state of Oklahoma. Um, I Now, you're projecting a little bit with Kevin Sperry, and I'm projecting a couple of state championships for Carl Albert and a five-star quarterback, to be honest with you. I don't know if anyone um, out of state has had that level of an impact. Is, is there anyone that I'm missing? But I can't think of anyone that's moved into the state that, that that's had that. Like, what we're projecting, that level of an impact. Somebody in the 918 says Carl Albert doesn't lose to anyone in Oklahoma, no matter the class, with this team. Maybe. Thoughts? Still Could think they they're better Bixby? than Bixby? Let's just see. Like, let's just come on. Let's just fast forward. Let's just let Carl Albert and Bixby play in week zero and just let it decide things. How about that? I'm down with it. Winner, I think winner doesn't be the, even have to play the season. They're automatically state champs. Loser has to actually go through the year and earn it and win a state championship. That's got to be the best most high-profile matchup in the OK Preps ranks this year. Bixby versus Carl Albert, even if it's only a hypothetical matchup. Yeah. Um, okay, so why? Why did this happen? Like, we, we've been talking since the commit, or since the commitment, how much Kevin Sperry is all in on OU. I mean, he's been here at camp for the past several weeks, but why did he go as far to move in, stay? Like, he could have still been committed to OU and stay in Prosper, Texas for his junior and senior year. What was it about Oklahoma? What is it about Carl Albert to where he said, hey, let's move the entire family up here for my final two years of high school football? I mean, he just loves being around the University of Oklahoma. And if you listen to some of the stuff that he's said and his family has said about how comfortable and how at home they feel at OU, I mean, they, they might as well have had their mail forwarded to campus with how much they were already around. And so in the end, it just made a lot of sense for them to be a lot closer because if they want to get to Oklahoma, now they only have to drive half an hour instead of two and a half hours. So, so they'll, they'll probably be at every single football game. They'll be at every single event now, now that they live closer. Um, but that, man, that is just – I mean, it's big news for OU recruiting, um, but we already thought that this kid was committed. Like, I'd argue the bigger story here is how it impacts uh, 5A high school football in the state of Oklahoma. And Carl Albert, I think, was probably still going to be the favorite anyway without Kevin Sperry. But you add a four-star quarterback to the mix, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough, real tough for for everyone else. Uh, I did make the joke yesterday, Parker, that uh, Carl Albert got more commits this past weekend than OU. Uh, I'm not sure how that one sat, but you know, it was uh, it was just a joke. But that's that's the biggest commit that Carl Albert has gotten in quite some time. So congratulations to them. I will venture a guess that by the end of the week, Oklahoma's commits will outnumber Carl Alberts. <laughs> I would say so as well. Ohio Sooner, does Sperry have the chance to become a five-star 
even if he's at Carl Albert. Now, if we're talking about Oklahoma high school programs, Carl Albert would be, I think, in the mix for Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma high school football programs. Um, I, I understand what you're saying there. But, yes, I think Sperry absolutely still has the chance to be a five-star. Like He's already a four-star going into his junior year. He's already on the radar. I think he'll absolutely have a, five, a chance to be a five-star. And, honestly, maybe he'll have a chance to be the number one quarterback in 2025. We'll see. Worth recalling that old JFA had never made a start going into his junior year. So, he ended up being a top-ten player in the country. I've said it many a time, Kevin Sperry is more advanced as a high school sophomore than Jackson Arnold was. So, yes, it is not unrealistic to expect that he could be in five-star territory. 580, how legit of a prospect is Sperry's little brother, and will OU be the favorite for him? Yeah, I mean, he's coming he, along as well. Rozzy looks like a sawed-off version of Kevin. Those two are so similar in everything that they do. And to answer your question, yes, if he is good enough to earn a scholarship from the University of Oklahoma and – all that I have seen of him to this point would suggest that'll be the case. It will be v- immeasurably difficult for any other program to convince Rozzy Sperry to matriculate there. That is Oklahoma's race to lose. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle says Bryce Harper played at Westmore. That was for a summer team. I think that was when I was uh, playing summer ball, like my senior year of high school maybe or freshman year of college, whatever that was. So I don't think that he was technically enrolled at Westmore. I think he was just playing for like a Westmore summer baseball team. But, yeah, Bryce Harper being around here for a summer was was uh, was pretty big time, but it was never an actually a high school event. So I think Kevin Sperry stands to be – one of the bigger storylines that we've seen in Oklahoma high school uh, football in quite some time. You know what this also tells me, too? Is, What's that? Well, I don't know if it tells me anything different, because we've already mentioned it like four or five times now, how committed he was to OU before. But, you know, could Jeff Lebby get another job after this season as a head coach? Sure, I think that that could happen. And where do we naturally go to when we talk about the chances the OC could get a head coaching job? Well... Are the quarterbacks going to stick around? The committed quarterbacks he has, are they going to go elsewhere? This tells me, man, that even if, even if Jeff Levy were to go somewhere else, and I have no doubt that Jeff Levy was absolutely a reason why Kevin Sperry chose OU, but even if there was a change at offensive coordinator before Kevin Sperry got to OU, I still think he would hold through his commitment and stick through his commitment and, and wind up in the 2025 class if he's willing to move all the way up to Midwest City. Mm-hmm. That's what it tells me. By the way, Jason Zanamella just committed to USC. So oh, I interesting. That, yeah, you know, I is that a huge shock? No, not necessarily, but another target off the board for Oklahoma amongst the offensive line group. Uh, <laughs> the listener in the 260 says, Jason Zanamella committed to USC? Gross. Yeah, in all caps, a gross too. So I think... I, I do think, however, OU fans will be more than happy to lose the battle if it means winning the war. And I think winning the war would come in the form of a commitment from Taylor Tatum. Guy that promised Air Jordans to Tyler and Parker if Sammy Brown doesn't sign with Clemson or Georgia, which we need to revise that, by the way. We may have a uh, a new wager on the board. Should we be worried about Williams Winery in Georgia? Yeah, I've hinted at that a couple of times. Apparently, he's going to take an unofficial to Athens this weekend. Apparently. I've got some stuff to unpack on that situation. You want to hit a break, and we'll discuss it in detail when mm. we come back. Are you saying it's there's, maybe not true? Uh, there's there's a lot more than meets the eye there. Okay. Five-star defensive lineman, Williams. Is he going to take the Georgia visit? Is he not going to take the Georgia visit? I guess we'll find out coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. 
Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. TCU, TCU up on ORU 2 nothing, top of the fifth in Omaha. Williams Winery, rumored to take an unofficial to Georgia. But is that false? Is that crap? Is that really going to happen? Is he still going to be in <laughs> a- really going to be in Athens? So there was for those that were following their social media feeds today that were scrolling on Twitter circa 11:30 when that story broke. Uh, they know that there was a report out from uh, a Georgia beat writer that Nwaneri was expected on campus this weekend in Athens. That story and tweet were quickly deleted. Ooh, uh oh! And the reason why is because there were a lot of implications drawn from the things that Nwaneri said to that beat writer that were not necessarily accurate. So the story, as it originally read said that Nwaneri was going to Georgia instead of going to Missouri. That is not true. He is taking his Missouri official this weekend. However, it has been moved up a day. So he will be on campus with Mizzou Thursday through Saturday as opposed to Friday through Sunday. As for the Georgia buzz, here is where that arose from. Williams Nwaneri has an older brother who lives in the Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. That brother has a birthday this weekend. And so Will was flying out or had planned to fly out to be present at the brother's birthday party. And I guess the Georgia staff caught wind of this and were like, hey, why don't you come on down to Athens while you're out here? Um, I know there are some in Nguyenary's camp that are discouraging him from taking that visit. Uh, just for the sake of the optics, among other things. Uh, but what I did, what I was told, literally not much more than an hour ago, from a source very close to Nwaneri, is that look, he's he's going down to Atlanta on Saturday. He's coming back on Monday. He's going alone. Whatever happens between the time that he leaves for the Atlanta airport and the time that he returns to Kansas City is ultimately in his hands. So, I I don't know what you draw from that. I oh, don't know Kirk, what... Kirby and crew, they're showing up in Atlanta. They're going to take him to a Waffle House and the Hooters, and, well, that's basically all they have up there outside of uh, other entertainment options. But, yeah, I, I'm sure Kirby and staff will make their way to Atlanta somehow. Maybe they'll let him throw out a first pitch uh, of a Braves game or something, you know? Now, the sense that I did get in talking to people around Nuaneri, and, you know, one of this – one of the sources I spoke to told me straight up, look, Georgia is the most aggressive staff in college football, and that's part of the reason why uh, they've been so good the last few years is because that staff is relentless. And one of the things I picked up on in talking to a few sources around the recruitment was that you know, if Georgia gets Nuaneri on campus by himself and his circle isn't present the way that they have been for a lot of his visits and especially his OVs, they might be able to – press him sure yeah in a way that might not be possible were his whole crew there so again like are you a little bit apprehensive heading into this weekend yes without a doubt but i want to reemphasize: it's not a sure thing that that visit even happens now my money says it would my money says it does but it's not a sure thing right now and that's part of the reason why the report was retracted because it's not 100% certain right now that he's even going to be 
in Athens this weekend. He will be in Atlanta. Sarks Vodka says, guys go into a coach that puts the best defensive lineman in the league, and it's not in Norman. Hey, if you want to say that George is a real possibility here, uh, yeah, uh, George is definitely a, a real possibility here. Um, at one point, it felt like Missouri – well, I, I think even at the time, like when OU really made its first – I don't know if it was its first big move, but maybe its biggest move to seemingly take the lead, they overtook Missouri in that race. And I don't know about you, but thought at the time like – Okay, like I just I just don't feel like Missouri is going to be the biggest factor in four or five months. It's going to be someone else, and that looks like it's Georgia right now, man. That's that's really what it feels like, and that's not too big of a shock with what they've been doing on the defensive line here recently and the success that they've had as a overall team. So Georgia's going to be tough to beat here, I'm sure, especially if um, he does make that unofficial to Athens this weekend. Fisk says, is Taylor Tatum's dad Roscoe Tatum? If so, I still have his 1984 cleat marks on my chest. <laughs> I don't believe Taylor Tatum's dad is Roscoe Tatum, no. I'm not sure what his dad's name is, but... Uh, UGA will drop the bag and he will commit to the dogs on Monday, says a texture in the 404. Ah, all the positive vibes. That that wouldn't be the worst day ever. That texture is from Georgia, for what it's worth. Okay, yeah, there you go. He's probably the bag man. Is that you, man. Kirby? He's Kirby. probably the bag man. Kirby, is that you? Can you confirm if that's you or not? Please let us know if you indeed to in plan, plan to uh, pick him up from Atlanta and drive back down to Athens. From the 405, any scuttlebutt on Casey Poe? His visit just wrapped up. Haven't had the chance to catch up with him yet. I will do that this afternoon. I think he just put something out recently like, uh, great, you know, great visit. Definitely gave me a lot to think about, which yeah. I don't think you take too much away from that. But, yeah, that's that's kind of – what he put out here recently. The last visit is still Alabama. So even if Oklahoma made a really strong impression, you still have to weather the storm of Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. Jeez, if the uh, air, uh, if the, the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line had uh, crystal balls or forecasts to throw out, <laughs> they'd be like a 95% on Georgia right now. Winery will be a dog. My money says that Winery will commit to Georgia. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Crystal Balls are uh, pointing heavily towards Williams Winery to Georgia. But the actual Crystal Balls, I believe, um, I think they all say uh, to, to OU currently, For correct? the moment, they yeah, do. For the, for for the, the moment. moment, they do. But this is a weekend that could uh, certainly change things. We'll see. Well, and if I things just, go the way Georgia wants it to, obviously. And I just want to remind people, just because a visit happens doesn't mean you need to make the immediate assumption that that kid is going there because people got sucked into that trap with Zion Raggins last week with that Georgia official that wasn't supposed to happen for a while there, and then boom, he's on campus, and everybody's like, ah, oh, he's a dog. Give up. He gone. And then that visit comes and goes, and the word from the Georgia end is, man, it really feels like Zion Raggins is a Sooner. Yeah, I – this uh, this Williams and Airy thing is interesting. It'll be something to watch out for this weekend. What the uh, Georgia insiders are able to uh, track down story wise. Oh, what this happens is here. Oh, this boy. is a golden text. Jay from Medill says Muleshoe thinks Sperry may not even start at Carl Albert. Says there will be quarterback controversy going into the fall. Well, we could have two quarterbacks. Yeah, Kyla Murray and Austin Kendall could be splitting reps in the uh, in the season opener this year. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, he he probably would say that. Hey, I, fa- I found this um, – this is more of a national recruiting story, an SEC recruiting story. I wonder how OU fans and, – and I don't know what the comp to this would be, 
But, you know, Hugh Freeze used to be at Ole Miss. Maybe you heard. Now he's at Auburn. And so one of his best wide receivers, probably the best wide receiver he had at Ole Miss, was DK Metcalf, who's been a star in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks. So Auburn's been trying to flip a five-star wide receiver that's been committed to Alabama for like a year now, Perry Thompson, really good player. Uh So Auburn had him on campus this past weekend making this big push to to flip him from Bama, and I guess Perry Thompson now says that it's neck and neck between Bama and Auburn. Well, one of the recruiting tactics that Hugh Freeze used was getting DK Metcalf on a FaceTime call with this five-star wide receiver. So essentially... DK Metcalf was helping recruit for an SEC West rival of his alma mater. Now, I don't think that Ole Miss is directly involved in this recruitment, so maybe it's not as bad, but how would OU fans react if a former player who's been a star in the NFL were to hop on a FaceTime call to you know, help a uh, conference rival land a big-time player? I, that, that's interesting. I don't know if I'd... I, I've heard about that before. <laughs> Do you think you think Muleshoe sent a text to Baker Mayfield and was like, oh, hey, can, okay. hey, can you hop on a FaceTime with Dylan Raiola and for that, me? And that's probably the best comp uh, that, that I can think of. But, yeah, how would it, how would people feel if Baker Mayfield hopped on a FaceTime call that, you know, to try and get a five-star quarterback away? A little bit different when it's in, still in your conference, you know? So maybe that makes it even worse. Uh, I don't know. I just I found that fascinating. That, uh, that DK Metcalf would help out Auburn like that. Really helping out his former coach, but helping out Auburn. I, I, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure there were some people freaking out about that. I, I wonder if DK Metcalf is uh, able to go back to Oxford, Mississippi or not. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out this football season. Maybe he's been banned. Did Hugh Freeze ever – did he actually coach DK Metcalf at Ole Miss? Did they I think so. I, I think that he, he did, right? I thought that he did, and I I, th- I thought that that's why he was able to get him on a FaceTime call. I with mean, a obviously, wide receiver. obviously the Ole Miss connection is there, so it makes sense one way or the other. But man, I for whatever reason, I just didn't think Freeze's tenure at Ole Miss and Metcalf's tenure there overlapped at all. Yeah, he left Ole Miss in 2016. So when did DK Metcalf get there? Asking all the important questions here. First, first thing that comes up in my search bar is DK Metcalf candy. Well, you remember that? You remember that story? Uh, which, which I remember uh, Marshawn Lynch and the Skittles. Is it something similar to that? Yeah. So DK Metcalf basically just okay. So th- there you go. Metcalf's first year at Ole Miss was 2016. So Freeze would have recruited him and coached him his freshman year. But DK Metcalf like exclusively eats candy. That's hmm. pretty much his whole diet. Hmm. Which that's good. <laughs> that just nice. goes to show you like. Some human beings are just cut different. You, I, I could eat an immaculate diet. I like how I could raise my kid on the cleanest, most immaculate diet for the first eighteen years which of his life. Which is not Bucky's barbecue sandwich. Which is by not the way. Bucky's barbecue. Which is sandwiches. what it will be, but which, which is not what it's not. And at age twenty-two. He would not look anything like DK Metcalf looked at age twenty-two no way. with a diet of almost exclusively. It's not physically candy. possible to get to that where DK Metcalf is at. And all he eats is candy. Nice. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Woo! A lot of Georgia text to get to coming up next segment. Is this staff like oh for everyone on Georgia so far? We'll address those and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref. 
Final segment, Locked In with McComas and Thune. Bob Stoops joins us next hour at 3.20. And things are not looking good for ORU right now. They're down 6 nothing in the top of the no! fifth. No! Yeah, I know. Bummer. Got really excited after they won the first game. But need a little bit of a rally to happen here in the uh, middle innings of this game. ORU down 6 nothing to TCU. Jeff in DFW says, Muleshoe is already, uh, is already dead to me. But Baker would be dead to me, too, if he helped Lincoln Riley recruit to USC. I feel like that would be a very popular take if it was known that uh, he helped out with that. I don't know. Baker's such a legend here. Maybe he could even get away with that. People would be mad for, uh, for a uh, small amount of time. Maybe they get over it. I don't know. I don't think Baker's going to help uh, USC recruit, though. I don't think you're ever going to have to worry about that. In positive news, of course, Oklahoma expecting a commitment tonight from four-star linebacker James Nesta out yep. of Cornelius, North Carolina. A listener in the 918 has said, I propose that Nesta's nickname be Lou because of Lou Nesta, the medicine for insomnia. <laughs> Nesta will put people to sleep as a linebacker. Uh, I like that a lot. So we talk mostly about him as a baseball player to lead things off. What makes him special as a backer at six foot four, two oh five? Like what what's what's to what what's to really get excited about here as a four star prospect? I think he just like what stands out to me is the guy plays angry, man. Like, and I, they're not nearly the same player in any respect, positionally or otherwise. So I don't want people to take this as a player comp. But watching him on film, I get some R. Mason Thomas vibes in the sense that it he just seems like he plays with a fervor. And it's. It's hard to quantify, and it's kind of hard to. Is it like the closer meets the linebacker role? You know how the the closer always like comes in a little too hyped up, and then now the closer is playing linebacker all of a sudden. Yeah, Jonathan Papelbon out there trying to act tough. He's one of the like. Let me put it this way: you watch the tape, you can, and you put yourself in the quarterback's shoes. You can imagine him being the type of guy that's like audibly. <sighs> huffing <laughs> as he pursues you from the backside. He's the. Uh, did you ever see the replacements? Did you ever see that movie? No, I haven't. The uh, crazy linebacker that they have. <laughs> Hopefully, that's what OU's getting there. That would be that would be ideal. But yeah, James Nesta at 6 p.m. tonight. Four-star backer, football and baseball player. Um, four out, uh, four hours out. It felt like OU. Three hours out. It really feels like OU. I'd be. Um, Parker, I'd be very surprised if this wasn't OU tonight. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And most everyone would be very surprised. Generally, when all three of the major recruiting services in the country have unilaterally projected a kid one place, it's pretty darn shocking when it goes the other direction, a la DJ Hicks, for instance. So someone was asking about four-star in-state prospect Danny Okoye and what's going on with him. He was at Texas this past weekend. I think he's at LSU today, or at least making his way down to LSU we addressed Danny Okoye yesterday. It's you know it's been about a month since he took that unofficial to OU. It's really just kind of well he's gonna get he's gonna go take a lot of visits, and we'll just kind of monitor and see what's going on with Danny Okoye. But is anything necessarily imminent with him? It doesn't it doesn't feel like that's the case. No, it doesn't, and that's a recruitment that's probably gonna last till the fall. It it feels like Okoye's taking his time with the process, enjoying it, making the most of it, and doesn't really feel the need to commit anytime soon. And he's a kid who's highly ranked enough that 
he's got a certain level of security and that his spot probably isn't disappearing at any of the schools that are recruiting him in the near future. Now, let's just say, let's say for the sake of the argument that Oklahoma gets commitments from three edges. Let's say they get... Just say when Aaron to make Winary, you gotta say Winary to make everyone feel Nigel better. Smith and Azina Amozalu, for instance. Obviously at that point there are only so many spots to go around. So I imagine the messaging from the OU side to Okoye would be, hey, if you want to be here, why don't you go ahead and jump in the boat? But until a situation like that arises with any of the programs that Okoye is seriously considering, he's not really feeling the crunch. Sure. 405, so what happened with Joseph Jonah Ajonier? Seemed great until it wasn't. That's kind of that's kind of accurate. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia happened is what yeah, happened there. Georgia happened. So. Yeah, and uh, as we stated yesterday, more and more Georgia predictions are rolling in for uh, JJJ, JJA right now. Really uh, feels like Georgia's going to be the move for him. Last text here from a listener in the 405. Does PT lean OU or USC for Tatum? Well, for those that couldn't read between the lines – what I said at the top of the hour, I lean Oklahoma right now for Taylor Tatum. I do. I think that's probably the smart play right now, especially with uh, the baseball thing in play. But, as we mentioned, will USC throw one last punch, and will that punch be filled with $100 bills? Probably so. Mule Sue doesn't want to lose a recruiting battle to OU for a position player, or for a skill position player. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.